back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Rural Survival Show right here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Today is Saturday, the 4th day of June, in the year of our Lord, 2022. And this is uh, the beginning of our second hour. We're going to immediately go to Mike in Kentucky on line one. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, that, that version is too slow. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> it's piano. I, I think you've, you've got a keyboard. Uh, yeah, I was practicing along with that on the road thing, on the road again. i got to figure out what key their, their harp is in on that song. I have it no a, clue. I don't think it's a C harp. A on the road again. Huh? I said, I have no clue, buddy. I am not a musician. Part of it's in a C harp. You can play part of it, but it don't have that raspy sound. It may be the microphone they're using. Uh, so, he, Chris Steiner, you know what? He's got a lot of knowledge. I don't know if you've ever got a chance to listen to his show. No, much, I haven't, but, but I have talked to him a few times. He's got a lot of uh, knowledge, uh, but... What is it the Bible talks, ever learning and never coming to a knowledge of the truth? I heard him talking about raising quail, of all things, one day, and I called in to talk about that in the Bible. You know, the the, uh, the Hebrews were lost in the, in the wilderness, supposedly, you know, for a generation after they made that golden calf and they couldn't enter the Holy Land. Right. They were, get, they were getting the manna from heaven, you know, and it... It provided them with everything they needed. I think Moses struck a rock and water came out of it. They had everything they needed, and they were content, you know, or, or they had they weren't content. I should say they had what they needed. They had, uh, you know, uh, a good climate and whatever, and survivable conditions. But they, I guess, they got tired of it. And I've done, you know, I've done that. You get tired of eating the same thing all the time. But they started grumbling about how much better off they were back in Egypt when they were enslaved and they wanted that pagan meat. So what did he do? Huh. He sent them, he sent them a bunch of quail, ironically. And how clean were those quail back then? You know, there was no oh, yeah. Teflon, there was no Teflon pollution. There was no radioactive Fukushima fallout or whatever. And these quail came along and they flew like five feet off the ground. So all the family members, uh, uh, providers could get run out there, and they all got enough quail to uh, feed themselves. And everybody that ate them either got sick or died. They actually named the place, and I guess they left where they left those skeletons laying in the wilderness because that quail oh. that they were they were sent. You've never heard this part of the story, have you? Preachers don't preach the whole story. No, they don't preach no, the whole I story, haven't. and it's it's referenced in other sections of psalms or proverbs and stuff and as i've been studying this i i have a sneaking suspicion that constantine and the pagan political climate of rome when they when they decided that they wanted christianity because these christians these stupid christians are so loyal that we just keep killing them and they won't they won't let go of their faith they went after the surviving family and descendants of the family of Jesus and killed them off, as far as we know. Now, maybe somehow they've survived uh, as a remnant. But I have to wonder if part of what they killed off was the idea that the early Christians, especially the disciples, not Paul, but the, the Twelve, as they went out amongst the, to preach in that generation the uh, gospel to all those towns that would receive them, and I think you, you've probably read that part where those towns that would not receive them, they were supposed to dust off their feet and move on, and it would be worse right. for them than, than for Sodom and Gomorrah, right? I have to wonder if they were actually vegan uh, because there's a couple of things that people say, oh, you've got to be kidding me. There's a couple of things, like in the book of Revelation, where it talks about, I have these things against you. You've eaten the meat that's sacrificed to idols, and when you think about Mammon, the money worshippers, they are maximizing profit with these animals. They are feeding them everything they can to inflame them and make them have fat from the inflammation to get them to market as quickly as possible. And that goes from chickens to pigs to cows. England, less than two months ago, 
just reapproved processed animal protein, PAP, to be fed back to cows, and that's where the mad cow stuff started, right? The yes, only exception is. is, hey, it, it just can't have cow meat. It can't have any cow protein in it. Well, you cannot destroy those prions. They can't be destroyed by heat. Right. You end up having to cook that meat to the point where it's nothing but charcoal. And uh, yeah. I remember Dr. Dean Dell on the radio when this mad cow scare started. Uh, talking about how there was concern that it could even be in the bone meal that women were putting on their roses. And it would, you know, waft into your nostrils and you'd get it that way. I, you know, if you're vegetarian, well, you're probably all right. But if you're constantly bombarding your immune system with animal protein and these prions that are going to ride along with it from squirrel brains to whatever, you know, they, they, stop, they try to say, stop eating squirrel brains, right? Well, there's nerve tissue throughout a squirrel's body. If the chronic wasting disease is carried by the deer, and somehow you know the squirrels have it too, there's nerve tissue well, throughout the whole body. Well, the way I understand it, and I could be wrong on this, Mike and ladies and gentlemen, but the way I understood it was the prions are actually infecting the the spinal and cerebral fluid. That's where it's no, in the highest could... amount. Okay, is that what it is? Okay. But it's, it's, it's throughout the nervous system. All right. And, yeah, it, so if you're eating muscle tissue, what activates that muscle tissue? Nerves. So it, right. those plaques, the body tries to grow around those plaques. And, by the way, in 2017 or 2019, there's two or three studies coming out of uh, different places. One of them's in the University of California in San Francisco that says Alzheimer's is two prions, an alpha, beta, and a tau protein that takes up to 40 years to show its effects. And Wow. Yes, that's the thing, that when this was first discovered in the 1950s and 60s into the early 70s, they described it as a slow virus. It's not a virus. It's a protein that, that locks in and folds the wrong way and replicates itself. It's a prion, prion, whatever you want to call it. And right. so it's so slow motion that it's hard to d detect or diagnose. I, I have a, uh, what would you say, I, I'm a little anxious about that this could foment a zombie apocalypse because it takes so long. And most of the laboratories will not do a brain biopsy or a spinal fluid on a patient, a human being that dies from this, because they don't want their laboratory contaminated. So they rely right. simply on symptomatic diagnosis. Well, there's, you know, lots of, uh, uh, what is it called, chronic, uh, chronic failure? Disease. No, oh, that's in deer. There's a whole other syndrome. Uh, that is attributed to these prions now, and it's uh, and it causes organ failure, not just in the brain. And so it, oh. it it reeks of being a judgment upon this country because we're we're uh, you know we're allowing these corporations to go beyond free enterprise of the independent farmer uh, into basically sacrificing these animals to mammon, which is idolatry and revelation worries, you know, warns about that. I have these things against you. You're eating animals that are sacrificed to idols or you've been tricked into it. So you know, it, it has that, you know, it has, if you take the Bible as a whole and you look at, what is it, Timothy 4, and you go back to the Greek, uh, if you're familiar with the conventions of the King James, anywhere... And online, it's horrible because they're not carrying forward those conventions. Anything that's been added into the text for supposedly clarity is in italics. So in Timothy chapter 4, where it says, and commanding, forbidding marriage, and commanding to abstain from meats is allegedly the doctrine of devils, right? Well, later Paul says you can right. eat or don't eat. You know, I'm, I don't want to offend my brother 
you know, and try to tell him not to eat meat or to eat or not eat. You're going to pay the price. You're going to pay whatever price of the diseases that carries along with this, uh, you know, these uh, defective meats that are in the stores, uh, everything but the oink. And there's no way to know how many animals are going to the pink slime product that's uh, bombarded with carbon monoxide. Right. It still doesn't kill the pre. It still doesn't kill the prions. Uh, it doesn't no. stop them from replicating. Doesn't destroy them. So I think it's the load, just like they talk about with COVID, the viral load. If you get a huge amount, repeated exposure of the viral load, like some of the healthcare workers were getting, then I think that's a lot of times if your immune system is overwhelmed, and I think that's what happens with AIDS people, some of these lifestyles that they do from one bathhouse to another with hundreds of partners in a weekend, they are dragging their immune system down. And if you are, instead of eating meat three or four times a year, you're eating meat three or four times a week, not only are you going to get chronic uh, COPD, chronic, uh, what is it called, chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder, COPD. They've shown that the the sodium nitrates, when you grill one of these mystery meat hot dogs, it turns into nitrosamines in your lungs and causes the alveoli to inflame. So we're in grilling season. We need patriots that are healthy. We don't yeah. need patriots that are sick. Three servings of these cured meats, like the smoke-flavored hot dogs or the mystery meat. Isn't it kind of ironic? Con's meat out of Cincinnati, the pig capital of the world for a long time. They It sounds like a Jewish name, but they don't produce anything that's kosher. Oh. Long way to go for that punchline. But anyway, the, the, the cured stuff, the sodium nitrates, have been shown to cause lung inflammation, and three servings of that a week is something crazy, like a 200% increase in the chance of you getting COPD. Not smoking, you know, <laughs> not black yeah. lung from dumping coal into the coal cars. It's it's this uh, nitrosamines and, and uh, cured meats. Where is our government? The FDA is not protecting us from this. They're covering it up. They're paid not to. Exactly. You know how much money drug companies make for oh, yeah. the medications and everything for COPD. That's why it's called the sick care industry. They'd like to keep you sick and on yep. their drugs for about the last thirty years of your life. Make you a cash cow, make right. you a battery for their profit matrix. Well, I got, we got, we got I some... probably Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I I was just gonna say that I admit I take a lot of prescription drugs but I know for a fact when I go off my heart medications because I ran out or something I am one sick puppy. Talk to your doctor about D-ribose and the Sinatra solution. There is a uh, uh, four or five supplements you can take to bridge the gap for phasing off of some of this junk. Like did you know statin drugs were originally only studied in men that were over the age of 70 to prevent second heart attack and stroke. But then they started... No, I didn't. Yes, that was what it was shown. Well, in 10 years on a statin drug, you will end up in heart failure because it depletes your CoQ10. That's why they recommend you take CoQ10. Well, Dr. Steven Sinatra came up with it. Yeah, this Steven Sinatra guy came up with this uh, plan, and he, I guess he... Uh, he calls it cellular cardiology, and uh, you take alpha-lipoic acid, L-carnitine, CoQ10, and a special sugar that your smooth muscles use called D-ribose. And okay. if you can get the sugar out of your diet and the high-fructose corn syrup completely, your blood levels, and you need probably go to an endocrinologist. There's like 16 different fats that an endocrinologist will test your blood for, not just generic HDL and LDL, the high-density and low-density lipids. The worst of the worst yeah. that your liver produces, the worst of the worst low-density lipids that your liver produces comes from uh, being overwhelmed with too much fructose. You drink oh, a little six-ounce six of orange juice in the morning used to be a serving, tiny little jelly jar glass. People... Mm-hmm. 
go and get a big Slurpee down at the, you know, Burger King or whatever, and uh, suck that down. Not only is it chocked full of salt, but so that you don't taste that it's too sweet. The, when they started putting it on the market in the early 80s and testing it, people rejected it because it was too sweet. So that's what New Coke was about. They put way more sodium in it. So it makes you right. thirsty and you drink more. It's rigged to make us sick because I we're not. If they we're do not the, the same sh- thing with bourbon. What about bourbon? I said I wonder if they put salt in that too, since it makes you want more. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think it's a. Uh, I think that is an an endorphin response in your brain, or not endorphins. It's another brain chemistry uh, thing. Uh, some people have been successful with using low-dose naltrexone, which is an opioid antagonist. If you take a 50-milligram naltrexone tablet, crush it up into powder, and then make a little slurry with some distilled water, put it in a medicine dropper bottle, shake it up every time you use it, you can get approximately a 1-milligram dose. You know, take 50 droppers of water and put it in that little brown dropper bottle. Yeah. And you can take one... One drop of that a day, you get a low-dose naltrexone that will help block those opioids that cause that reward-conditioned response from the sugar high and the alcohol high that you get from, you know, that that produces those opioids in your brain. It's very similar to heroin or um, meth addiction. And so some oh, people, okay. I've, I heard of a doctor in a nearby town that was successfully able to do that. He, 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 when a, one of his patients told him about it, and he goes, well, you can't get one milligram dose. And, he, and the, the patient just said, Are, did you go through medical school or what? You, you're your own compounding pharmacist. You just crush up a 50 milligram and put 50 medicine droppers of distilled, medicine droppers of distilled water in that bottle and shake it up every time and you get an approximate dose of one milligram every day, and it'll do a, a, a blocking of those of that endorphin response or whatever that you're addicted to with the sugar, the high fructose corn syrup, or the alcohol. You know, you get a... And that it's, I've, I heard a country music song about sugar high. You got me on a really? sugar high. Compared to being in love. It, I forget the artist's name. I'm on a sugar high. You got me on a sugar high. You know, and it, what is that one song? You, you're old enough to remember "Sugar in the Morning," "Sugar in the Evening," "Sugar oh, yeah. at Supper Time." We had they did experiments in the Victorian age in the 1880s. You could feed a dog plain water; it would live for 30 days. You feed it sugar water; it's dead in less than two weeks. Oh, I bet. Yeah, you well, can't. I, you know, sugar I robs you of magnesium and minerals. Huh? I said, I now consume zero sugar. When I was 40 years old, they diagnosed me as a type 2 diabetic. All of a sudden, about 10 years ago, they decided I was a type 1 diabetic. Well, that can't happen. I don't know how that happened. It only happens at birth. Type 1 means your pancreas wasn't working when you were born. I agree. That's what I've heard. The vaccines cause type 1 diabetes, too, by the way. I bet they do. Yeah. Mike, I appreciate the call. Alrighty. We got other callers waiting. All right. Have a blessed day. Thank week. you, buddy. Bring on to the other side. Bring on to out. Oh, yeah. In the past 14 years, it's been my privilege to host the National Intel Report on RBN, to offer a platform to interview exceptional guests, to provoke critical thought, and examine evidence, whether real, fake, or somewhere in between, and allow our audience to call in and participate with your input and questions in order to help us all reach an educated decision and arrive at our own truth. Our world has changed. It's now been turned on its head. Real is now considered fake. 
and mainstream fake is now pushed as real, rather than any, any clear, clear thinking, thinking consensus, consensus, or rationale. Those few remaining beacons of light, the ones still shining through the mainstream media lies, propaganda, and deception, are being viciously attacked at every level through attempts at censorship, threatening advertisers, jailing hosts, and even killing journalists brave enough to speak the truth to you. We are in a war for our very freedom and existence, and through these despicable acts, freedom haters, collectivists, and communitarians have shown they will stop at nothing to blot out these last few beacons of light. Truth is becoming increasingly more difficult to unmask, just as the term unmasking itself is spoken by those usually anonymous sources. They promote their lies, wishing to mask the truths by ignoring it, vilifying it, or conspiratorializing it into a black hole abyss. Regrettably, RBN has reached the tipping point, and through internal audit and actuarial review, it has now been determined that the only life raft of survival to this network is to go the way of PBS, that being audience-supported. Like a cornered animal, the left with veracity is pulling out all the stops with every effort to effectively blacken our beacon forever. Help us, folks. Help yourselves. Don't let our light stop shining. Our motto has always been, because you can handle the truth. It's time to review your budget, folks. If you want the truth to keep flowing through RBN, go to republicbroadcasting.org and become a regular monthly donor of 30, 40, 50, or 100 or more a month and ensure you keep the truth flowing. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Tim Spencer. Today is Saturday, the 4th of June, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, next, uh, Tom, we got plenty of time. Hang on for a minute. I got to do my sponsors real quick. All right, folks. The Gen 2 rocket heater is now available for order. They've gotten caught up. Uh, the way I understand things, they're making a dozen plus a week at the factory in Bourbon, Missouri. Uh, these are incredible uh, wood heaters, folks. Believe it or not, after the first five or six minutes, they don't produce any smoke. It can burn any kind of wood, including pine, cedar, uh, for ours, we use hardwood uh, pellets, and it, you can order them with a pellet hopper, or you can use regular wood. Uh, these things are great. So if you go to ruralsurvival.life, that's ruralsurvival.life, you'll see it on uh, the left-hand side of the page towards the top. Now. We've been talking about food through the show, and um, there is a banner there, for, and it says on top of it, long-term food storage. Now, 
we've made a deal, or not a deal, that's the wrong word. Simply Clean Foods has offered our listeners a discount. I cannot remember if it's 5 or 10%, but the discount code is RSS. Uh, our actual sponsors are Water Revolution. Uh, folks, if power goes off for a long period of time, odds are your city or county water will go off. Uh, in other words, there won't be nothing coming out of the tap. These uh, filter systems that Water Revolution has, especially their countertop systems, you can basically take a mud puddle, dip the water out of it, put it in this thing. After it goes through the filtration process, uh, you've got good, clean, pure, drinkable water. Doesn't run on electric. Uh, I've got one of them. Haven't used it yet, haven't had to. But they also have whole house uh, systems and everything else. Uh, you ought to take a look at their site. Again, ruralsurvival.live, there's a banner on the page. And uh, our longest sponsor is Extendivite. Uh, they've been with us since, I believe, 2008. So uh, you don't get any discount by clicking on there, but uh, believe me, it's a good product. My co-host, Rick, and my wife, Lori, and I all use the product, and it has made our life better. All right, next we go to Tom in Utah on line one. Good morning, Tom. Hi, Tim. I feel like Dr. Frankenstein. I Why? have a whole, well, I've created a lot of monsters in my path, including Dr. Lorraine Day and now... Mike from Kentucky, wow. But I do want to correct, correct him on one important <laughs> st statement okay. that he made, and that's about diabetes type 1. Okay. Uh, effectively, no infant is born with diabetes. That diabetes shows up after they've had their first DP, DPT shot. Why? Okay. Because the DP, DPT shot is based upon cow's tissues which carries the pancreas of that animal and when the pancreatic tissues of that animal get injected into you your body goes insane building antibodies against that tissue but by default attacks your own so well that might be what's wrong with me uh, Tom they said that my body is actually destroying the cells that produce insulin Exactly. And that's because you've in, infused materials that carry the beta cells of the pancreas of another creature. So of all people okay. who should become vegan, it should be you, Tim. Well, I pretty I much to say am, that. actually. What's no, that? I really pretty much am. Uh, I eat very little meat. Well, if you don't want to get pregnant, how much sex can you afford to have? That's, All right, that's say that one more, more time, Tom. Want to get pregnant? How much sex can you afford to risk yourself in? <laughs> okay, Tom, hang on through the break, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in three minutes. Call-in number is 512-248-8252. Gary in Texas, we will get to you, buddy.
You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You know that nothing beats a storable food stockpile for readiness, but there are two problems with storable food it's expensive, and eventually it runs out. Then what? What happens to you or your family when there's not enough food to go around? In a true survival scenario, you need a renewable food source. That's why Seed Armory has developed a survival-grade seed vault that can produce over $25,000 worth of crops from just one kit. Unlike other seed vaults, we don't inflate our seed counts with fillers. All our seeds are 100% heirloom and non-GMO. Not a green thumb? Don't worry. We've written an easy-to-follow guide to guarantee your success from planting to harvest. For a limited time, we're offering an additional 10% off your order when you enter the code RBN at checkout. Go to SeedArmory.com. That's SeedArmory.com. Don't wait. Like everything else, seeds are in short supply. Some kind of way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessman there Drink my wine Come and dig my earth None will level on the mine Nobody we are back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Rural Survival Show on the Republic Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Tim Spencer. Today is Saturday, the fourth day of June, in the year of our award, 2022. Right now, we're speaking with Tom in Utah on line one. Next is Gary in Texas on line three as soon as uh, we get done with Tom. So, Tom, continue, please, sir. Well, good. TomInUtah.com or TomInUtah.us or TomInUtah.org will get you to some of my work. Okay. I'll tell you, I'm the last person that should be telling anybody to go vegan because I was a former rancher dairyman. My family business was livestock, as, along with some of the other skills. And uh, I used to run an organic milk dairy, organic uh, goat dairy. And my right. father used to run the LDS Church poultry ranch out here in uh, Davis County. But what was bizarre, when my father was running the poultry operation, I would be gathering the eggs, taking them to the lab and finding the plethora of pathogens that were presented in those eggs. Yet I still consume them. Tom, question. Real quick question. The pathogens in the eggs, were they on the inside of the egg or on the shell? I'm just curious. Or both? Both. Okay. I was curious. 
Every egg contains CMV, herpes simplex, uh, cyglo, well, cyglomegavirus, and, and a whole host of other ones. Now, generally, the load is low enough that your immune system can stay ahead of them, so you survive it. Okay. But if you find an individual whose immune system has been compromised or injured, they will succumb. But anyway... It was bizarre. I would take the eggs from my father's operation. I would see these monsters in, under the microscope and in the laboratory processes. But yet I would go home and have that same egg. But at the same right. time, I was dealing with the uh, the, the consequence. And then when I was, uh, go ahead. Just a quick question, Tom. Do you know if duck eggs are as bad as chicken eggs as far as the pathogens? Well, yes, because they all are carnivores. I mean, people don't see a chicken eating dead animals, but they eat bugs. Oh, they will. And if, they're, if, if they find a mouse in their area, they will kill and eat that mouse. In fact, that's what, when the uh, hantavirus was plaguing the Navajos, Yutsunis, and Hopis in the Four Corners I was asked to go down there and help them understand that transmission. They were being told that it was right. in the dust and droppings of the rat. That was a load of bullcrap. It was the rat itself. Now, how did the rat tissues get into the Native American? Through the chicken and through the snake and the chicken. Because what do, wow. what do, what do snakes eat? Rodents. What do chickens oh, yeah. eat? They'll eat the snake and the rodent. Oh, yes, they will. And then you swing that chicken yes, around and cut its head off. That blood is on your hands, and, and its tissues are into your body, and even the egg. So, you know, the truth is hard to swallow, let me tell you. But I had to swallow it when I was turning 50 years of age. I'm now 30 years beyond that, 31 years beyond that. And I have not suffered any illness except when somebody's made a mistake and i will tell you it's wonderful not to be on any medication yet before that i was arthritic i was pre-diabetic and i had heart issues and when i turned 59 49 and rolling 50 that's when i became a vegan from that time on my life began to improve my father followed me and he's benefited other people also, like Kirk Douglas. Oh, Olivia de Havilland. Uh, oh, William Shatner. You know, Captain Kirk. I became an advisor right. to the film industry. And the film industry wants healthy actors. A, a sick actor is oh, an yeah. expense. But anyway, I love the words of God. First words out of his mouth to Adam and Eve, at least according to the Bible, is multiply and replenish the earth, not the pasture, not the slaughterhouse, not the chicken coop, not the pig pen, but the earth. So what comes out of the earth, Tim? Oh, plant herbs Three. and fruit that God told yeah. you to, to run your system on. But we've walked away, we've followed the, the teachings of Baal, and we're eating at the altars of Baal, which is what? It's the altars where you put a dead animal on that altar. And then you are sacrificing right. your children by feeding them that dead animal. What comes in the animal? The pathogens. They are the grand reservoir of disease. And I knew that when I was 20. I was working for the Department of Agriculture in veterinary pathology. I was also working in the hospital system in human pathology, and I saw the crossover but I ignored it like everybody else. So by the time I was 50, I was a dying dead man almost. I had terminal malignant cancer. But I laid on oh, that steel table and I said, I've got to change. I've got to respect the science I knew firmly 20, 30 years before. So I became a hardcore vegan. And from that point on, things reversed. And I'm, heal I'm hey, still Tom. here at 81. I'm at 81. That is fantastic. But, buddy, I got to let you go because we got other callers, okay? But I sure do appreciate your call, as you know. So I thank you, sir, and I hope you have a great weekend.
Next, we get a Gary in Texas on line three. Good morning, Gary. No, Tim. Yeah, I I could uh, get in a good serious debate with Tom on uh, on the uh, meat issue, but uh, and eggs and what have you. Well cooked, well done. Uh, a piece of meat or uh, eggs will kill, and it's it's laboratory proved that they kill all pathogens, even sal- salmonella poisoning. But anyway, that uh, that aside, Andy in Texas, I don't know. Uh, where he is, but uh, uh, Andy, if you still look uh, listening, uh, go to YouTube and uh, search "Gardening with Leon." He's in Oklahoma. He's no coot like uh, me and Rick, but uh, he has wicking tubs and wicking beds. You don't have to have very many square footage. Uh, very much square footage to to grow at least one meal a week with those. Uh, the uh, and of course raising quail. I heard the other day she can raise six quail in a in a cage for a macaw and get eggs and uh, meat uh, from the offerings. Uh, but uh, anyway, there's some research yeah. out there. There's another one. Uh, the Texas pepper numeral two. He's over in East Texas, and he does wicking tubs and wicking beds and various things that uh, might help you grow a little bit of your own groceries. But uh, that's uh, cool. about all I wanted to say. Uh, I've got a lot of wicking beds and wicking tubs. That's about all we do anymore. Because uh, uh, you've got a con- better control on uh, the watering and, and, and what have you. And I'm starting to take cuttings and uh, doing... Uh, uh, bare rooting on uh, pigs and and uh, fodder trees and various things. And by the way, you can take uh, uh, a uh, cutting off of a tomato and root it water, and you can clone your own tomatoes. Yeah, uh, plants that uh, people may not be aware well, of. And uh, uh, Look at uh, preserving your food, uh, uh, dehydration. You can grow you a, a uh, 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 what is it, a spaghetti uh, eggplant, or spaghetti squash, right. excuse me. And you can dehydrate right. what I you know don't what you eat meant. and you, you use it for another day. But, uh, yeah, Andy, I'd like to know where you right. live, uh, just out of curiosity, but... Uh, uh, Where I live, anyway. I live in Dent County. I live in Dent County, Missouri. If you're asking oh, I me, I know where you live. I just, I just was wondering where Andy might might uh, call home. So he called in earlier, said he didn't I have any know. place to. Uh, but uh, anyway, I uh, do want to know. You said you grew a lemon tree. You got a lemon tree up there, Missouri. Well, yeah. Actually, they're called, um, oh, what, it's a Latin name. Uh, some people call them dragon fruit, but it's there's many different kinds of things they call dragon fruit. But this is a citrus plant that actually, that most people call it an orange, but it's actually a sour lemon that will grow here. And it's supposed to be survivable down to 20 below. And I'll probably find out in the next year or two whether or not it really is. They're a shrub about okay. six feet tall. Okay. Well, see, we're in uh, we're in zone seven B here. Uh, we okay. uh, we're at about fourteen hundred feet uh, uh, in elevation, uh, believe it or not. But uh, and uh, we do get some pretty cold weather here. Year before last, we got something. Yeah. Uh, uh, winter this far down in Texas for about 20, about, about 14 days. <laughs> yeah. You're breaking up on me, Gary. Okay, well, hey, y'all have a good weekend. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, absolutely, Gary. Please call back again anytime. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got time for one or two more callers. Call-in number is 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. And uh, this is for Gary if he's still listening. Where do you live at, Gary? These citrus trees that grow in bitter cold weather uh, will definitely work for you. They're more of a bush than tree. They only get six or seven feet tall. But uh, my main reason for getting them was A, vitamin C, and B, it makes good lemonade. So uh, my biggest one right now is only about a foot tall. But uh, I think this summer it's going to get a lot bigger. So we'll see what happens with it. Okay, folks. Let's see what else is going on. I've already gone through our sponsors. Let's see if there's any breaking news, which I seriously doubt. Actually, I hope there's not, because none of the news recently has been good. Uh, Dr. Oz wins Pennsylvania GOP. U.S. Senate primary, well, I don't know anything about him. I know he was a TV talk show host, and that's about it. Uh, says soaring cost of living causes spike in abandoned and surrendered pets. I take it that means animal shelters. Uh, hmm. Anyway, um, says uh, major flooding in Miami after tropical weather drops heavy rain. I know they got a tropical depression uh, heading for the west coast of Florida, but that's I didn't see anything about that since yesterday. But anyway, folks. We're heading into some very interesting times. I don't know how else to say it. Things are going to get real dicey. And unfortunately, it's going to get real dicey real quick. I would encourage you folks to go and listen to the John Moore archives from Tuesday and Wednesday of this past week. Uh, you can listen to them on RBN. You can listen to them on uh, Rumble. Just search uh, John Moore. Uh, basically, folks, we, we've got some big stuff coming. And people are starting to figure out. When I say people, I'm talking about talk show hosts and stuff like that. Mike Adams, the health ranger. What's going on, folks? There's eight, supposedly 853 ships that are loading up with military gear. There was a 50-something minute recording made. Uh, apparently, it has been interpreted. And uh, even by Mike Adams' uh, wife, who's Asian. And... Uh, Anyway, folks, you, you really ought to listen to those. Art in Georgia, line one. Yeah, good morning, sir. Uh, good morning, flying Art. Solo, flying solo this morning, yeah. I guess. Um, yes, sir. This is just a real quick comment, but more or less, uh, I called in to ask a question. I could... Uh, well, take as, your with time. Gary, as, as with Gary, I, I have to agree. I could debate to the ends of the earth uh, on the uh, meat eater versus vegetarian versus vegan issue. Because yeah. if, you just, if you look at your teeth, your teeth will tell the story right there. We have what's called canines, and those are for yes, originally for grabbing, ripping, and tearing. And why would... Why would your God have given you canines? Probably because you need you need to be able to rip, tear, and cut through meat. 
real easy with sharp teeth. Not so easy with molars. Um, and, and he didn't give you front those nice uh, axe-shaped front teeth so you could pick corn on the cob. Um, but be that as it may, my question for all you vegans out there, if you're preparing for a spit hits the fan or a Kiyotowaki or whatever you want to call it, yeah. what are you gonna, how, how are you going to survive unless you have land large enough to be able to produce all the veg- vegetables you need because you need animal-based protein? How are you going to survive without this? I, that's my big I question. How are, you, how are they going to survive without meat? Me, I'll never go hungry because I can set traps and I'm going to eat whatever gets in there. I'm going to eat it. Right. Well, we're the same way. You know, we've got, now we do have land. I've got about, uh, what is it, 46.9 acres or 49.6? I can't remember. Oh, but uh, I got a real good deal on it in 1990. I paid 13000 for the whole lot, 13500 actually. That's a nice uh, price. Yeah, it was, even back then. But to uh, make a long story short, we've got the room to grow stuff. We've got the room to harvest wildlife. We've got, uh, you know, pretty much everything we need. We've even got a small, what we call a seep or a miniature spring that we can get fresh water out of. Plus, we have the ability to filter it uh, from water revolution with their desk, uh, I'm sorry, their countertop filters. So we're lucky, but I don't know what people would do that live in apartment buildings or, you know, in a city. I mean, yeah, if not impossible. You know, if people that live in apartment buildings, go ahead. But my big thing, and the reason I asked this question, is because I do not know a vegetarian or a vegan who doesn't have to take some type of supplement to give them what they're not getting because they're not eating meat. And we know for a fact that you need that that animal-based protein in order to survive. You need it. You've got to have it. And if you're not eating it, then you're not healthy. And that's my question to these people. What are you going to do when it all hits the fan and those supplements that you've been relying on are no longer available? And they're only going to store for so long. They're not going to store for several years, or who knows how long it might be. This is my question to them. What are they going to do? How are they going to survive when the very foods that they need are not going to be available to them? Well... We're going to find out real quick, unfortunately, Art. USDA is are using words like uh, non-availability for food, uh, 100% incri- increase in prices by the 1st of October. God only knows what meat is going to cost. Uh, you know, it's going to get bad, Art. It is. I just, I'm just so glad I live out in the country where I only have one Me acre. Me too. Like, so I can grow on my little one acre. I can grow enough to feed them. I got, I got my whole, my backyard and my side yard is just one big giant salad bowl. That's all yeah. that's out there is, is salad bowl. And then I can set traps to traps so I get my meat. So I'm going to have what I need even with just one acre. People think you need a whole big chunk of land. No, you don't. One acre, I just, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, one acre. I just like a big chunk of land. Well, I I would have liked to have had a bigger chunk, but this was the only piece available. Yeah. So I I went with what I what, I go with what I got, make the best out of it. But that's you the big got thing. it. You know, you got to have a way to replace when it goes down, when the spit hits the fan, or tortilla twat, or whatever the case may be, and you ain't got your supplements that you're just so used to getting from your local pharmacy or whatever, they're not going to have it in stock. You're not going to be able to get it. What are you going to do? You people need to really start thinking about this. 
That, this is a question I don't think that really anybody is asking or even paying a whole lot of attention to. What are these people going to do? I am still waiting, and I will probably be waiting for a long time for someone to answer that question. What are you going to do? I hear you are. You know, I feel sorry for these people that are in cities that, you know, let's say they live in a 15-story apartment building. You know, they can't grow enough in containers to feed themselves on an annual basis. They can supplement what they have. But, you know, what can I say, Tom? I really feel for them. Even if they had one room in their in their house or apartment or whatever, there was nothing but an indoor greenhouse. Still could not produce enough. Not no. possible. Anyway, I, I thank agree. you, sir, and you have a great week. You too, Art. I appreciate the call, buddy. Please call back again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting real close to wrapping up the prayer or the show. I'm going to say a prayer which I have not memorized or written down. It just comes straight from the heart. Rick does a much better job than I do. He'll be back next week. But here we go, folks. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask only one thing, and that is all of our listeners to be safe and sound and well-nourished and have what they need to survive, whatever's coming. In your son's name, I thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen. Well, folks, I pray all the time, but not in the traditional ways, probably. But, uh, The most important thing I've learned about survival, and I've honestly been in this business since 1983 when it comes to emergency management and all that, but the most important thing I can pass on is being spiritually right with your creator. I happen to prefer Christianity. All right, folks, that's it for this week. We'll be back same time, same channel next week. Hope everybody has a fantastic week. Bye-bye, folks. would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.